to another episode of airing it out season three week 15 of the nfl and there goes the regular season bringing in my co-host dr david drew dave we are off the regular season and on to the playoffs and what an ending it was welcome welcome what's going on ah well you know i feel like something's coming between us <laughs> yeah a it little a little like the, the internet has come between us <laughs> we are yeah we are doing this from our own homes which is not as fun as it was doing it in person in a poo outfit. Yeah, I'm kind of upset that you're not wearing the poo outfit anymore. I just sent it home <laughs> with you, so there was no chance I would have ended up wearing it again. I, you know, I won't, I won't, I, I have to say, if you watch that episode on video or maybe listen, it didn't, maybe it didn't matter so much. I think people should be uncomfortable about how comfortable I was in that outfit. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with how uncomfortable you were putting on that outfit. <laughs> I, you know, I was in that thing and I was like, you know, this is cozy. It's warm. I can see why poo is just sort of like, feels good, you know? Yeah, but it's when you're of... wearing poo as a skin suit, it's not like poo only wearing a t-shirt to be clear. <laughs> so let, let's just call it what it is. Um, but what well, a good, what a I was good. very comfortable in it. That's all I could say. Apparently, I, I don't know. I watched myself in the video. I was like, why am I smiling so much? Yeah, but yes, yeah. we are separated. It was very fun. Thank you for having me last week. Thank you for doing it, airing it out uh, in person. That was, that was super fun. Yeah, it was good. Uh, COVID protocols are back in place now. We've put a screen in between us. So, um, right. all right. So let's let's jump into last week's action. There was quite a bit of action last week. Some surprises. Some a lot uh, of big so scores actually. A lot of big lot of scores. scores. Yeah. Some teams are going to be wishing that they have those points this week. Uh, might like my own team, but um, yeah. why don't we talk about the little bit of the inconsequential game, but where we both picked right. Tom Kujala Tom, gets a big I win. Told you. Sits him up all at in. five and nine. All in. I was all in on them. Still am. 120 to 82 and a half. Now I have to say, I think we've created a complex with Tom. Cause I said to him on, on, uh, the other day that we're, you know, we're working on his basement a little bit. And I said, Hey, you know, I think you're going to win this week. And he's like, Whoa, 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 don't jinx it. And I'm like, dude, you're up by like 30 points. I think you're fine. I think you're going to win. And sure enough, he won. So I think we may have created a complex. We may have to pay for Tom's counseling. I'm not really sure, but ultimately, <laughs> you know, Kevin, Kevin's team, you know, we, we see a little bit of that, that problem with the quarterback. And since now these teams are out uh, of the running for the playoffs, we probably could talk a little bit about where they're going next year and what they're going to need to do. Kevin may need to think about quarterback, but you know, I know he put a lot of stock into Trevor Lawrence, but man, what a mess the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad there. And I think, I think that coach is going to be gone, which would be really uh, something I, I suppose, but the players he's lost the locker room. So it's over. You can never come back. Yeah, I got to imagine he's getting fired too. He should just go back to college football. I mean, it's not, that's not working there. He's not playing the winning combinations of James Robinson. Like he's moved away from what was working. He hasn't adapted to the NFL. <clears throat> it's clearly a failed experiment there in a lot of ways. So I don't know. We'll see what Kevin ends up doing. But, you know, Debo Samuel has a nice week. The trade for OBJ, you know, OBJ's. It seems to be working out for him. Yeah. yeah. Since Kevin's had him, I mean, OBJ's been scoring some points. Yeah. 13, 8, 17. I mean, since he got him. Yeah. And I gotta say, you know, for Tom, number one pick, Jamar Chase really bounced back this week, had a big yeah. week, 19 points. I actually have to say, after watching the game, Jamar Chase was involved in two of the biggest plays of the game. Ends up with two touchdowns. Uh, he gets five receptions for 77 yards. The catch in the back of the end zone, I don't know if you saw this touchdown, was amazing. He stayed in bounds in the back of the end zone by tiptoeing in. And then caught the ball like everyone thought he had stepped out of bounds and he didn't. And it was pretty impressive. And I think it was just it was good to see what that wide receiver will become as well. He's had a big year. And I think as defenses have started to zero in on him a little bit, which San Francisco is not an easy defense to play against. Ultimately, he still found ways to get open in space. Um, so 19 points from Jamar Chase for uh, for the Goodwill punting takes him to a yeah. to a big victory, which makes him lose a trade position spot sorry a, a draft position spot <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's it, you know if we were taking a few minutes to just talk a little bit about the two teams like and what they need it, it's an interesting i mean kevin's got he's got some foundational pieces there for sure but he should continue to make some moves and kind of use some of these debo samuels and these josh jacobs to kind of make some trades and see what he can do and tom i mean tom has some good fundamental pieces jamar chase is going to be a little 
like a coveted player. So he's lucky to have him on his team. And so maybe, uh, maybe a running back and maybe a, I don't know if, I don't, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was terrible for him this season. Carson Wentz was certainly good for him. Um, so maybe he's okay at the quarterback position, but we'll see what, what they do kind of coming down the line. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I hear what you're saying about it, but I think you got to keep some of these foundational pieces and build yeah. around it. You know, you got to draft to get stronger in some of these positions and then you can kind of assess, but like mid year. Yeah. These are guys that have value. And if you still feel like you're two or three pieces away, you could trade them for draft picks. Um, you know, Debo Samuel is one of those good ones. Will he continue to be good next year? Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. Chapa Hubbard, you know, could he be something with the recurrent injuries to Christian McCaffrey? Maybe. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, how much you love him. So yeah, there's some opportunities here for these teams to think about in the off season and, and figure out what they're going to do at the draft. Um, anyway, big, big, small win for Tom. Um, and we should probably move on to uh, another like somewhat inconsequential game uh, with the team Pena versus the Boston gang stop. Now in totally inconsequential, because as we ran through all the scenarios, there was no way for stop to make the playoffs. But man, Stav's team really took a hit this week. I mean, good really thing did. Stav didn't make the playoffs. And actually, I think, um, you know, Lamar Jackson gets hurt early on in the game, ends up getting zero points. He was really short at running back here. And even when he was plugging in Rex Burkhead, and uh, Rex Burkhead's out now for this week. So what he would do, now mind you, he did get Dalvin Cook back. He didn't play Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's sitting on his bench for 37 points. I don't know what would have or 35 points. I don't know if that would have made the difference if he had played Matthew Stafford instead of Lamar Jackson, which you're just not going to do. Um, he would have won, but that win doesn't matter for him ultimately. But Team Pena gets a little bit of momentum going into the playoffs. Big week from Josh Allen, gets 44 points. Not on the backs of Stefan Diggs, though, oddly enough. No, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, I don't I think it was Josh Allen running his own. I think he did it all on his own for the most part that game. I don't know. He was like the only one playing for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, one of his touchdown passes went to Gabriel Davis. The other one, he ran in. He ran for 109 yeah. yards. That's a lot of points for him. So, you know, uh, I guess Penn is probably hoping that they play Tampa Bay every week. Yeah, you know, I it's funny because Penn really did win on the backs of Josh Allen here, kind of like the Buffalo Bills did. Like, I feel like I feel like Penn's team is legitimately the Buffalo Bills. Like, whatever the Bills do – Pena does. <laughs> I can't have any possible. He's got four players from Buffalo playing. It can't possibly be the reason. Never mind the guys on his bench. But hey, you know, hey, <laughs> good little momentum win for Team Pena. And then let's yeah. go to you know the the consequential game in terms of he, Pena needed to win to try to force getting the number one overall seed. Davis yeah. Square Hipsters gets the job done. Is the number one overall seed going into the playoffs? Finishes first place for the regular season. Congratulations, Tim. Yes, Tim. Um, congrats. Big deal for him. Big deal for him. We know deal. that he wanted that first place. Yep. It means nothing in this league. You get no money. But hey, you know, no, it's, you get a, no money. <laughs> it's uh it's still a first round buy. You get the pick of the the who you get to play essentially in the uh, in the next round. But well, you know, big, big game from Tom Brady. I think we kind of knew this would be a bigger game. Tom Brady tends to own Buffalo. Um but, you know, ultimately pulls off a win 137 points to 120 and a half against the Farmington football team. And this is with his, he threw in Makai Sargent at the last minute because I think um, Darrell Henderson didn't end up playing. Mm. And he obviously didn't have Jonathan Taylor. And we were talking about how the Farmington football team had an opening here to win a game, um, which ultimately he didn't need to win this game, but it has, has implications for the seeding uh, <clears throat> for the, the three through six playoff seeds. Um, ultimately big game from Tyler Lockett finally got that boom from Tyler Lockett that he's been looking for all year. And, you know, Russell Wilson actually had a pretty strong game at 31 points. So, you yeah. know, maybe with Russ coming back and Tom Brady, maybe not playing the last few games, if they've got things locked up, but it'll be interesting to see what Tim does in the playoffs, but, um, big week for I really, actually, I think Farmington football team had a really good, strong week going into the playoffs. So you yeah, gotta really be good encouraged by the fact that you know everyone contributed with the exception of ricky seals jones at tight end and that was largely because he couldn't play dallas goddard who was also one by for for philadelphia but javante williams is, has turned into a nice little fantasy play for uh for the farmington football team despite melvin gordon still getting yeah, a lot of points still, i know he's still got 23 they, just, they must have just ran it all day there in denver huh when they played they really like, did sure, well they yeah. also that's where all the touchdowns came from at least they yeah. each had two touchdowns so um, but you know, Dak Prescott may be the big question mark for, uh, 
for Matt going into the playoffs and which one shows up. I mean, I would have thought he would have had a bigger game against Washington, but that game was kind of a mess. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Tim, Timmy, I mean, coming off the buys, Tim, Tim's going to kind of reload here. So you, you have to kind of, you kind of have to think that Tim's team is pretty one of the strongest here. So um, unfortunately Matt didn't grab him this time, but that's, that's all right. Um, you know, so Tim stays in the first spot. Tim stays in the first spot. And then we'll go over to uh, the Mansfield Tims versus the no look literally. So this was the only, this was the game that really had implications because yep. there, there had to be a winner. It was going to change the seating. Ultimately out of the four teams that were in that playoff spot, three lost one, 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 one. So it really changed up the, um, the seeding possibilities because of, of how this outcome came out. Cause if the no luck literally had won this game, they actually would have been in uh, the three seed and now they're, they're down to the four seed. But um, so big game on my side, I I'm hoping that my team saves some of these points on the back of, of my defense and my, my linebacker Cole Holcomb got a pick six uh, in against uh, Dallas, which was great. So um Devontae Adams has a strong game. Aaron Jones has a strong game. And Justin Jefferson, just Jeff, you know. Just Jeff. Just Jeff. Boy. Um, <laughs> you love you know, just you, Jeff. You did pick up on this. So you said, when do you think about not playing Tyreek Hill? And I, I, it's something I'm toying with. You know, Tyreek Hill and the Patrick Mahomes connection has not been there. Um, and Hunter Renfro just seemingly has been posting solid effort points. So I've got, I've got some decisions to make this week going into the playoffs. So yeah. uh, we'll see, but ultimately the look literally has a pretty good game from his position players, but it's that running back depth that we were talking about. That's going to make him a little shaky going into the playoffs because Alexander Madison, he slots him in Dalvin cook ends up playing. So he doesn't sub him out, but he didn't really have much on his bench to sub in, I guess maybe Mike Davis, but Mike Davis only gets eight points here. I mean, I think, I think with Ray, like I, I just, I'm beginning to think he's not playing because I don't understand why George Kittle is not in his lineup. I mean, George Kittle consistently just lays down the, lays down the number. <laughs> I mean, 14, 11, 9, 1, 31, 21. That's all the numbers you need to have him in there. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, especially, I don't know. I would have played especially Travis, Kelsey. Against Travis Kelsey, who's only been, you know, he's put up some decent numbers, 12, 11, 13, 2, 2. So I don't know. Sure. But, I mean, I agree, but George Kittle two weeks ago against Minnesota, three weeks ago against Minnesota, had one point. So, you know, I know Travis yeah. Kelsey's not playing the best, but that's that's Travis Kelsey's back-to-back two week, two points in a row. Yeah. I don't know. I, coming off the bye, coming off a better game against Denver, I would have played him against Vegas too. It's hard to sit Travis Kelsey for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll put him in the flex spot, I suppose. I mean, maybe – I mean, you okay. could, but how do you sit CD Lamb, Deontay Johnson, or T. Higgins? They're going to get more targets. You know, yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, are they? I don't even know sometimes, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. In I the just, last two geez. weeks, yeah, no, that's not the case, right? In the last two weeks, George Kittle has gotten 12 targets and 15 targets. Right, right. Largely, I don't really know why that is, I guess because of injuries or whatever that is, but that's that is significantly higher than his average yeah. targets in every other game this season. So yeah. he, he hit 10 once. The rest of them, he's down like two. It's five, four, nine, eight, seven, four, and two. T Higgins has been solidly, I believe around nine or 10 targets a game on average. And uh, Deontay Johnson is similar. Like there's not actually Deontay Johnson's getting double digit targets every game for the most yeah. part. So it's hard to sit one of those guys for them. So I, I get it. Um, I don't, I don't envy Ray in some of the matches that he's got to choose there. Plus playing two tight ends can be a little uncomfortable. So Although it is how he wins. So maybe I was going to say he's go. made a living on it, you know, so I'm surprised. Anyways, it's all good. I just, I'm surprised. I mean, ultimately it's going to come down to the quarterback. He, you know, Justin Fields showed some flashes against green Bay. So maybe Justin Fields plays Baker Mayfield, yeah. I think is out this week. Um, yeah, COVID so, protocol. yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater, we'll see what, uh, you know, we'll see what he goes with and what he lines up this week. But yeah. anyway, big, uh, big consequential loss here in terms of the seating. And then, um, I guess actually the most consequential loss in terms of the seating going from what would have been the three seed, because knowing that I had won, if the hashtag dad bod wins, they become the three seed overall. I would be the four seed. It would be uh, the Farmington or sorry, it would be the no luck literally sitting at, um, at five and the Farmington football team at six, but because of the loss, the individual head to heads for the dad bod who loses on Monday night 
on the backs of James Conner. And uh, I guess your, uh, who else scored for you? Oh, was it your, oh, it was Aaron Donald. Right? Yeah, Aaron Donald, yeah. yeah. Aaron Donald gets eight and a half points. James Conner gets 24. You were down by by 32 yeah, some odd I points i was um and you end up you end up pulling off the win 132 to 128 and a half despite aaron Rodgers having a huge game 43 points from aaron Rodgers. i know i even lost quite a few on the bench uh, i took out leonard Fournette at the last minute with the idea that i wasn't really sure i was thinking buffalo the defense I didn't, and all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, Tampa Bay is just running, running Leonard Fournette quite a bit. And I didn't throw Justin Herbert in there, which I probably should have done at the end of the day. But here we are. I still took the win, which I was actually quite surprised about. So sorry, sorry, Patrick. But uh, uh, but that's okay. He's still in the playoffs. Yeah, I got to say the move to sit Leonard Fournette, I was a little surprised at. I don't. I would like to know your your thinking around that a little bit more because Leonard Fournette has done nothing but score points. Like he, yeah, it's just he has I... one three point week in the last. 10 you know so i think how do you how do you sit him for the likes of a saquon or an antonio gibson or a james Conner? well actually i almost sat down saquon ultimately i i tossed the two up i wanted to get james Conner in there i knew that but i was like all right which one do i do here and i was like i don't know saquon like the giants offense all they really had was saquon they don't have a passing game so that was kind of my thought process i should have probably gone with just antonio gibson at the end of the day i don't know what i was thinking there quite honestly but I mean, I like, I like the Antonio Gibson matchup, although Dallas's defense has been playing very, very well lately. Yeah. But I, you know, I played him in another league and, you know, one point from him is kind of a stinky outcome. But, you know, hey, I anyway, you pull off the win. Big win here. Changes the seating entirely means that I have to play the dad bod this week. Uh, so it pushes me up to three um, and we can go a little through the, the final league standings here. I mean, big big, uh, you know, dad bod still had a nice week, by the way. You know, Najee Harris really didn't come on until the fourth fourth quarter 22 yeah, and a half points game, though yeah. ultimately and mark andrews had a solid week with 17 so some of the pieces he's got in there are doing pretty well but james robinson could be the thing that really ends up hurting patrick in the in the playoffs here right because i'm not sure who he plays in his stead if he you know he's got to think about playing another wide receiver or or something else because losing james robinson that was one of his steady eddies you know throughout the entire season so yeah i agree i see so yeah, the the standings are are there there i mean timmy at the top and i'm right at the bottom <laughs> yeah hey well one of the big questions i think for for patrick this week is going to be which kicker does he play yeah <laughs> i i'd say there is there is i don't know if you feel i don't i mean you you haven't been in the you know the first round games in a long time. I feel like in fantasy football, <laughs> I feel like you and Stav have been in that one, two spot for many years. So that you know, it's funny you say a, that, but it's I, a lot of pressure. That's actually not so true. Um, so uh, ESPN fantasy app. I, I always thought it felt that way too, but actually going back through the ESPN fantasy app on the phone. And I wanted to bring this up in case people didn't realize this that Patrick alluded to it in the chat. Um, has added a feature where you can go into the league tab on the app and you go to league history and you can see your, how you finished each year for the league and how the league has kind of performed. So, you know, we, we've said that a couple of times about me. Um, and well, you know, I've, I've finished in the top several times. Um, what's, what's kind of fun is to see, where the records kind of finish for, for everybody, um, you know, and, and where, where we've been doing pretty well, but it's kind of funny. You can see your all-time record. So I am 46 and 19 in this, uh, in this league. Um, and, and you on the other hand are 28 and 37. So unlike the picks, well, you're good. That's one place you're where I can, where I can actually get back at you. <laughs> you're you're, you're a good fantasy football player. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, all right. Impressive. Well, so how, how are you doing on the season? Cause you went five and zero with your picks last week. I went three and two. Yeah. To be honest with you, I kind of lost track. Cause we had some weeks where I was kind of in and out the last I had, it was week 12. It was, you were 28, 28. I was 32 and 24. All right, so we'll just so, say I lost. I, I'm not yeah. Worthy. Probably for the good. You're the, you're the ultimate. Fantasy picker Swami. I get the <laughs> Swami. I get the uh I get the trophy. No, I, I'm just really looking for a trophy of some sort. I think we should put it in a bylaw that 
I should get Oh, there's the bylaw. I was wondering when the bylaw <laughs> was going to come out. Can't be an episode without a bylaw. <laughs> you know, your reaction makes me think that you don't enjoy that conversation. <laughs> it's a bit I angry, feel like there's I feel. so many rules. Too many I just rules. Think we should have a bylaw. All right, so let's let's talk about the playoff bracket. Oh, well, let's, right. I let's mean, get into no... the standings here a little bit. So right. the the upstate masters are kind of technically on the clock here, sitting at three and eleven. No way that's changing at all. The Cuga Middle Fingers will be number two overall. Goodwill Punting will be number three, and then the Boston Gang style will be number four, um, finishing with a record of six and eight. So right now, every team that was over 500 or 500 at least made the playoffs, um, which I guess is fitting in a lot of ways. Um, the gang style actually ultimately didn't make it interesting where I had to do fuzzy Steve Kornacki like math. So I did all of that for no reason. <laughs> Who was actually Thank on you. the other day. He was yes. on Sunday Night Football. Well, he he's my brethren. Um, so <laughs> uh, ultimately with the single win puts the Mansfield Tombs as the number three seed who will take off against the number six seed, the hashtag dad bod. And the Farmington football team is the four seed facing off the number five seed, the no look literally. Um, and, oh no, sorry, that's reversed. Um, it's the no look literally is the, uh, wait, hang on. I thought I fixed yeah, this. It's the five, yeah. Well, yeah, no, so to... this I saved this and it didn't it reverted it on me. But no luck literally is the number four seed in the playoffs, and the Farmington football team is number five, and the dad bot is number six. Um, I don't know, ESPN did not save the change, so I'm gonna change it back again right now. Um, because it, I don't think it really matters, but it does matter for us tracking this on the backside. So um, hopefully that actually saves this time. So in reality, it's because of the head-to-head -head records, and we went through this on the chat, but I'll just make sure we get it on the record for the podcast. So the, the reason is that the Farmington football team, um, so when you look at the head-to-head -head records, it's the three teams one against one another. They had played each other a number of times. No Luck literally was 2-0 and in the season matchups against those two other teams, the Farmington football team and the hashtag DadBod. Farmington football team was 1-2, and two, and the hashtag DadBod was 1-2. and two. So no luck literally is the four seed. What you would do is we'd give a half win and a half loss to no luck literally to make the three games the same. So you'd be at two and a half anyway. Um, then we take no luck literally out of the equation. He's the four seed. We look at the farmers football team and the dad bod. They were both, they each won a game against one another. So they were one and one on the season. Um, and ultimately the season points four. In the first match, it was 129 to 99 and a half for the win for Farmington football team. In the second matchup, it was 109 to 101 in a win for the for the hashtag dad bod. So that was 230 and a half points for for the Farmington football team versus 208 and a half for the hashtag dad bod. So that's how the ultimately the number five and the number six seed were settled. So ESPN. You and your little voodoo sheet there. Well, ESPN, just to clear, like they, uh, yes, my voodoo sheet, but my the ESPN, uh, once the, there's not an equal number of games played against each other, it ignores head-to-head yeah. -head record and just goes for points four, which we have long said is not the way, that is not the spirit of head-to-head tiebreaker matchups. Um, we understand that it's unbalanced in terms of how many games you might play against each other. That's just the luck of the draw and who's who that year. But um, anyway, that, that's the proper seating. So hopefully ESPN properly shows that going forward. It shows it uh, cor incorrectly again for me. I don't know why. I'll fix it. Well, I'll yeah, fix it afterwards right. anyway. We'll so fix it. Well, we'll fix it live in the draft too. We know what's what here yeah. <laughs> if it comes up. All right. That's so good. let's get into, uh, into this week. Uh, just as a heads up, no bye weeks this week. Everyone's finally off the bye in time for the playoffs. However, there are two Saturday games. So there's not only a Thursday night game, there's a Saturday afternoon and a Saturday night game on top of all of the Sunday games, Sunday night football, and then Monday night football as well. So it's going to be spread out uh, football this week. I believe it's the same deal. There's Christmas day games in the following yep. week. So yep. this is going to impact both weeks of the playoffs. And then the last week of the playoffs, I believe it's everything's on Sunday. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because so, they do that so that everyone's on even playing ground. Yeah, so we'll see exactly. Yeah. Or actually, no, that might be week 18. I, I'm so confused now with the NFL schedule. But oh, either true, way, yeah. there is Saturday games for the Christmas on Christmas Day, which is Saturday. So um, ultimately, just make sure you're paying attention to when, when teams are playing and um, all of that. So let's get into the matchups a little bit. So we'll start with both our close games. 
according to yeah. ESPN. So why don't we start with the hashtag dad bod and Mansfield Sims, the battle of the cousins, as Patrick said, you know, <laughs> I think ultimately Bocce is going to have to decide who wins this game. <laughs> you know, I'm willing to say bit, we gonna... pull everybody and Bocce yeah. just chooses who wins, Patrick, if you're so open listen, to that. I have something that I have to admit about the Bocce curse. I was listening to the last week's episode back and I think I screw. I think my head is using the word curse wrong. Make sure I have this right. There's not a curse as if there's like, you know, one of you two is the favorite and forever it's going to be that way. And you had a magic potion. It's that she went into the kitchen and she used a curse word. Correct. No, she's not saying any curse words. It just sounds like she's it sounds saying like curse she's cursed. No, it sounds like she's cursing. Like it's, it sounds like a potion voodoo type. Oh, okay. Like so multiple... I'm wrong in thinking that way. No, it's I'm like a multiple sentence. It's a phrase. I, so it's like, let me, it's let crazy. Me say, so I'm driving, I'm listening to this, to that back to the podcast last week. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about it like a voodoo potion kind of moment. And then I was like, well, maybe they, maybe as you told the story, I was like, well, maybe she went into the kitchen and they called it the curse as this, she's cursing. And I was thinking, maybe I've got this all wrong and embarrassingly got it all wrong the entire time and you weren't correcting me, but it sounds like I had it right. So I feel a little bit better about that. No, you have it right. But like okay. a curse, a curse word is still supposed to be a curse. Like you're giving someone a curse, okay. right? So like all that's, right. we could do a little, uh, what's that? The, the word where you, the, not entomology that's insects but where you understand <laughs> the origin of words curses curse words are supposed to be part of like someone cursing you so when she so all yes, right. it sounds all angry right. it sounds like curse words we don't know what she's saying because it's in Polish. <laughs> she right. claims she claims it's a prayer it's many words it's sentences she says the whole thing she rattles it's it a off curse. Okay. and it sounds like you know an ishkabish the bottle of ish you know like i don't know there's a whole thing so um Marika well i hope of i just really hope we get to hear from her sometime even if it's in a recorded message of some sort well i'll try to maybe get a little bit of bocce curse on yeah uh, over well i love that it's come to this i love that in the playoff first round it's come down to the cousins that come down to patrick parker and david drew hashtag dad bod versus mansfield tins Dude, this so, is a scary matchup for you. It is a scary matchup for me. I don't I, feel comfortable here. I don't really feel yeah. good about who I'm going to play at quarterback. And I think ultimately Aaron Rodgers is just playing very, very well. And ultimately, I don't feel good about the fact that I gave him to Patrick. So yeah. um, anyway, <laughs> That's right. so he could really. And then Patrick went off and gave away everything else. <laughs> That's right. Well, so ESPN's projecting this game at 129 and a half for the hashtag dad bot and the 123.6 for, for my team. And this is what I'll say. I have noticed this trend and we talked a little bit about this over the weekend and we were talking about it with Matt when we went to the gym and um, ultimately there's, I believe that ESPN commentators make more money they get people to come back by giving bad advice for fantasy football by, because they create controversy. Oh, you guys said he was going to be the number one running back. And now he's the number 22. You guys stink. And then people still tune in because they think, well, Hey, if the, if the experts quote unquote experts can't get it right, then how on earth am I supposed to get it right? So then they start to rely more on the experts. Now, here's what I got to say, the rankings for players that they put in and the projections are totally based on past performance and they, and I, I've just been looking at it more and more. I think they are not really looking at what the matchups are, what the, what the players done lately, what injuries are influencing what they can produce. So when like you read some of the rankings or some of the projections, they're like, well, the, if you have Zeke Elliott, he's the number seven overall running back. And that's because you probably don't have another running back that's better than Zeke Elliott. So you're going to play him. But in reality, mm-hmm. Zeke, in the way that he like ranks out, maybe you're sitting somebody like a Saquon Barkley for, for Zeke Elliott right now. Right. And they're not considering that. They're not considering that who's on your team and all of that. So <clears throat> I think as a result, also, the projections are really not right. So I, I think in some cases, like how, how you possibly could say Kirk Cousins versus the Bears, Kyler Murray versus Detroit, and Jalen Hurts versus Washington are all projected to have about the same points total is not <coughs> a is not helpful, but B, I don't think it yeah. really is accurate to what they're actually going to do. You know, I ultimately that seems too precise of a number. And I think at some point they're just hedging their bets. Whereas 
saying that Aaron Rodgers is going to get 28.6%. And they projected them all below their average points, which makes no sense to me. So when you look at some of the projections, they're all below the averages for these players over the year. And you're like, why on earth are we, why is it being projected so low? So when I look at Patrick's team, I think this game is going to be very, very close. But ultimately saying that James Robinson is projected at 11.3 after two weeks in a row where he hasn't scored above a point in the prior two games, he didn't score above eight. How do you say, how do you project him at 11.3? I don't know what ESPN's thinking there. That team is kind of a hot mess. I know they're playing Houston. He'll totally get like 400 points now that I brought this up, but it just seems to me that like the way that they're doing the algorithms is a little screwy. Yeah. Wow. You have put some, some thought into this one. That's wild. Did you just go in and look at this and figure it out or <laughs> I just have been, you know, I, I do look at the rankings and yeah. how things are like, they finally have faded Zeke Elliott, like Zeke Elliott. I think this week they're finally ranking to be like the 17th overall running back, but like James Robinson, I mean, let's just look real quick. I'll, I'll pull up Patrick's team. Uh, the, I imagine they're probably still ranking him way too highly compared to where he's been. So if we, um, hashtag dad bod, I don't know if people know this, there's a, there's a ranks tab within the online that you can look at it. They're saying he's the eight, they're ranking him 18 and a half overall for the running backs. Are you really telling me that there are not 19 better running backs yeah. than James yeah. Robinson right now? I don't know. I just have a hard time understanding some of their rankings sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, I mean, this, this particular matchup really may come down to the quarterback in a lot of ways. I mean, ESPN has kind of given the edge. I mean, I don't know if I believe it, to be honest with you, because I think Aaron Jones has seemingly turned it on a little bit here. So I don't know if he's going to finish up the season strong, but I feel like ESPN has given uh, James Robinson and Najee Harris a little nudge over Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott on your team in terms of strength. But I mean, I don't know that I really believe that, but gave you all the wide receivers compared to, um, to Patrick's wide receivers, which is, I think probably about right. You have very strong wide receivers and Tyreek Hill is not going to be down forever. So, but you'll have to struggle to make that decision. Um, It's always hard. And, you know, Mark Andrews has been put up some points for Patrick. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens there and, and all around. This is a, this is a neat matchup to watch. You know, it's a lot of really key player, a lot of key names in the NFL in this fantasy matchup right here. These are all the names you'd want in a fantasy matchup in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So, you know, when you're looking at the ESPN system, you can kind of see they, they plot each point scored per week for all of the teams. And you can tell, you can really see where my team's inconsistency came in around um, some of the key injuries to my position players. Yeah. And the week that I played hashtag dad bod during the uh, regular season, I lost 119 and a half to 82. It was a big bye week for me. I'd lost Eric Henry. It was not a good week, right? But he and I have tracked pretty similarly in terms of points um, throughout the season. The one thing that I think dad bod has going for him that I don't is his team has been far more consistent, you know, since week four, he's really been posting triple digit points almost every single week with the, actually, I think it has been every single week with the exception of week 13. So, um, you know, he's, he's been, he's had a very solid, solid season. And, and my team has had a little bit more inconsistency largely because of some of these, you have to pick the right matchups here. I know you like Aaron Jones. I'm not feeling super strong in Aaron Jones right now. I think the emergence well, of AJ Dillon and he's not getting the touches rushing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I think when I watched him run this weekend, I just thought he was running with a different, like he was healthy. I, I did. You could see a difference in Aaron Jones. There was no hesitation with him. So I, I think that was a positive. I mean, I'm, I'm not an evaluator of talent, but I just watching it just looked like he a lot more confident. You must feel more confident in him though. It seems like you. I don't, I well. don't actually, I don't feel more confident in him. I think because he only got five rushes last week. So yeah, I guess so. he did. He got a touchdown with one of them. That's great. He had, and he, but And he got good yardage with those five touches, but he only got five rushes to AJ Dillon, who had, I think 15. Yeah. Uh, and it is all about touches. And ultimately he, his 18 points comes because he also got a receiving touchdown. So he had three receptions yeah. for 30 yards and a touchdown. I, that's not, sustainable points right without either of those touchdowns we're talking about a six point week that's not that's not going to win you a playoff 
uh, game. It's just not. Oh. So I don't feel confident about it. I, you know, and Zeke Elliott, I don't know. I think he's still hurt. They, they are still playing him, but he's definitely not the Zeke of old, you know? So I don't know. I don't feel confident with my running backs. And you asked me, you're like, you still don't feel confident with your running backs when we were talking about, um, yeah. about players and the trade deadline and everything else. No, I don't. I think, and this is, this is why I don't have those guys that, you know, are going to get 20 or 30 touches a game and, and have a chance like Derek Henry yeah. had some stinkers this year, but he always had 20 touches. He didn't have to worry about yeah, volume. Yeah. So, um, and Patrick's That's guys, probably the biggest loss of the year of all players in, in the league. I feel like maybe Christian McCaffrey is or CMC for you, but um, right. Derek Henry has to be the biggest run loss right of the year. Get it right. It's run CMC. Oh, run CMC. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm really, I am out of it. I, I no idea. <laughs> you got you to watch Red Zone. You got to get all the nicknames from Red I guess Zone. I got to. Yeah. I so have to get on there. I will say, I think the biggest question mark for Patrick is which James Robinson shows up because in, in, I would say as much as I'm not feeling confident about my running backs, Patrick has to be a little nervous about James Robinson. So the question will be whether or not he keeps James Robinson in there or if he slots in another wide receiver for Joe Mixon, et cetera. So, you know, I don't know what he's going to do it's hard to trust James Robinson right now in the same way. It's kind of hard to trust Zeke Elliott. You know, you have somebody who early on in the season was getting a ton of touches, was getting a lot of points with those touches. And now seemingly the volume is not there. He's not getting enough consistency and he's putting up low points and that could kill you. So it's not a comfortable position to be in. So I think he and I equally have an uncomfortable matchup with our own teams, but it's going to be a good one to watch and we'll see what happens. There's a lot of COVID going around uh, the NFL right now. So there could be some big shuffles and shakeups going into the games this weekend. So we'll see. It's going to be a, it's going to be a, a, a good one to watch, but ultimately I think the true matchup to watch is the no look literally the Farmington football team. I'm just out of curiosity. Are we picking or no? Uh, yeah, we should pick. I guess we should pick. <laughs> you want to pick at the end? You want to go through the review? We'll yeah, pick? we'll go through the reviews, then we'll all pick right. at the end. All um, right. all right. So this this matchup between the no look literally and the Farmington football team is gonna be epic. Um currently yeah. currently separated 111.9 to 111.5. Now, mind you, we don't do half like fractional points beyond a half point, so this is essentially the same score. Yeah. The no look literally won the regular season matchup by by two and a half points. These teams are, are very equally matched. They both have question marks at quarterback between Teddy Bridgewater and Dak Prescott. It could very much be which quarterback shows up, who they end up slotting in in that, in that position because they do have some options outside. You know, he, he, uh, Matt could play Matt Ryan or, or uh, uh, Ray could play, uh, well, he probably can't play Daniel Jones, but he could play um, Justin Fields. Baker Mayfield, it sounds like he's going to be out. So that's his really his true option. But ultimately, running back to running back, it's kind of backup running backs slash leading running backs because of injuries right yeah, now with yeah. A.J. Dillon versus yeah. Tony Pollard. Um, A.J. Dillon for Matt. Um, Alvin Kamara, assuming he's healthy, could have a pretty big week for, for Ray. But same thing with, with Denver. Javante Williams has been having solid point-getting weeks. And then you've got Damian Harris and Keenan Allen, which who are big, like, I think this flex is appropriately matched up. These are both big playmakers for their teams, but they have inconsistent play. It's like whether or not they show up. So um, ultimately I think it's really going to come down to that quarterback matchup because I, otherwise I don't know who you pick here. Now I, you and I talked about before we got on the air here, when does Ray play George Kittle? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe he's not in there. I mean, he's, he's made his money on the two tight end, uh, you know, play. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised. I, I don't know. I I've given up talking about it because every time I talk about it, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know what has happened. I mean, before the last two weeks, I would totally agree with Ray saying like, I don't know. I just don't trust him yet. He's coming off that injury. San Francisco has been a little shoddy, you know, I don't really know, but he's got 12 targets in week 13 and 15 targets in week 14 to the tune of 181 yards and 151 yards, respectively. He's got three touchdowns over that streak, 31 points in week 13 and 21 in week 14 versus Travis Kelsey, who's been playing very inconsistent football right now. The whole Kansas City Chiefs team has been playing very inconsistent football right now. I know it's hard to sit Travis Kelsey, but I don't know if I would go the double tight end here instead of the wide receivers he's got there. I think I might just bench Kelsey for, for George Kittle at this point. 
Yeah, I I don't I mean I don't disagree. You know, it's this game, this particular matchup when I'm if I were in this seat, it, this is down to the very detail. I mean, this is right like you you need to be checking matchups at the defense level. You need to be checking matchups at the individual defensive player level because that could be the difference in a game here. I mean, you know, the Saints play in Tampa Bay, you know, I I'm not sure. I Matt might want to think that through a little bit versus the Bills playing, you know, Carolina at home. Like I think there's a better chance Ray gets more points. So I love this matchup for that. And you're right. Every single line is so all has like a similar story and a similar feel to it. It's this is going to be a good one to watch. This will be really fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be, it's going to be close for sure. Um, and ultimately, I mean, one of them could just have a player that booms and that's really the difference in the game because I think the rest of it will kind of shake out pretty equally, but we'll see. Um, this, I mean, so big, big game here. So whoever wins this game uh, goes on to play uh, the winner. Well, well, goes on to play uh, the um, surging Davis Square hipsters. Yeah. Versus yeah. whoever wins uh, our game, uh, my game, and, and Patrick's game here uh, goes on to play the sheriff, Dave Penna. Which, yeah. you know, we talked a little bit about Dave Penna's teeth being a little dulled out of his snarl, and I, I you know, I got to say, there's. There's some question marks with Dave's team coming in. He definitely got that buy. It's going to be good for him to be able to get two chances at getting into the money here. But, you know, ultimately, it, it's, he's going to have a little bit of an uphill battle, I think, as, to get there. So um, whereas Tim's team really just seems to be largely firing at all cylinders, has the strong backup for um, for Jonathan Taylor if they decide to sit him in terms of he's got Naheem Hines, he's got, um, you know, other players in here that are just playing like Cordero Patterson. Why are you going to sit him? He's playing for a contract. Right. Atlanta's out of it. So he might be in a good position to really take this pretty deep into the regular season. I mean, yeah. including he's, he has Marlon Mack as well. So even if they don't go with Naeem Hines, they go with Marlon Mack. He's got, he's got guys there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's yeah. not gonna, I don't think anybody wants to play either of these teams. You know, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup, but ultimately let's, let's make some picks here. I'm a, I'm going to go with a no luck, literally. Uh, for for Ray here, though there's a huge caveat to this that if Zeke Elliott's healthy and he plays and Tony Pollard may not play, he didn't play last week. Matt Hanley has an immediate advantage because I don't see the depth for Ray's team to be able to slot in a new running back there and be able to compete with how close this matchup is. So I think it's a key thing for him that that Tony Pollard plays or that Matt ends up losing a similar quality player who he's only able to play to keep this close. But I picked No Luck literally at the beginning of the season to win the whole thing. So you I did. have to pick No you Luck do. literally. You here. really do. I don't know if you have to pick them all the way through, but you do have to pick them this week. That's for sure. You know, I think I'm Matt has put together a really great season. He is consistently, and I feel like quietly, just sort of won the games he needed to win and paid attention and did it. I think Dak Prescott is the better quarterback here. I think there's a little bit of pressure on him to uh, get going and throw a little bit more accurate and kind of go win some football games. Uh, so I, I, th I think the differential for me comes with the Farmington football team and Dak Prescott. I also think Chris uh, Godwin really is a superstar in this uh, effort. So I think he'll get some points too going, um, going up against uh, New Orleans. So I don't know. I like it. I, I love that we're going kind of opposite here. I feel strongly about Matt's team. Um, this week. So sorry, sorry, Ray. I mean, I, I didn't pick you for the final, so it's okay. I can pick Matt. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> a good, uh, that's a good, it's a good pick. I think ultimately yeah. you know, I, I, it's a, I think you're right though. I mean, coin this flip. is flipping a coin. I mean, this is like splitting hairs really. It's not easy. Ask me again. Once we learn more about Tony Pollard playing though, yeah. if he doesn't play, I'm picking Farmington football team every single time. <laughs> so it back. we'll, we'll see. Take so, um, all right. Now for the other team, the hashtag dad bod versus the Mansfield Tims is yeah. the team that's going up against the bocce curse, the, team, bowl. Uh, the bocce, cur the bocce curse bowl, <laughs> which I hope happens every year. <laughs> Who are you going with? So I, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm whew, up in the air, but um, I'm going to go with the Mansfield Tims here. I feel strongly that you have the stronger starting lineup in here. You have some of the more key players in all of football playing this week. Um, I, I'm interested to see what you do with Kirk Cousins. I, I don't know if you'll actually uh, play him or not. So I guess that'll kind of factor in a little bit. I love Aaron Rodgers right now. He's playing a lot of really good football. So Patrick probably does get quite a few points 
um, from uh, from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I am Mansfield Tims. I, I think you're going to take it this week and you're going to go on to the next round and play the sheriff. All right. Well, I hope you're right. But um, and I'm hoping that Bocce's on my side here, but I uh, is always on your side, apparently. Yeah, I'm going to pick myself only for the purposes of that. I'm rooting for myself this week. I, yeah. I don't like picking myself here. I really don't. I think Patrick's got a real shot to win. Um, his team is really just playing well. And I think he's got less overall question marks on his team than my team does right now with some there obviously the talent's there i have the ability to put up big points i put up 150 points last week but my point swings this year are indicative of how inconsistent my team has been i've gone from 80 and 70 all the way up to 192 this is like Stav's <laughs> team several years ago right like when he had those big boom players and you just didn't know which one was going to show up and it was really frustrating and that's my team this year so between the injuries and now needing kind of piecing together guys that hopefully are consistent enough to put up the points and trying to play the right matchups and, and, and gain a little bit of an edge there. It's been really challenging for me. Not that anyone needs to feel sorry for me. That's not what I'm going for here. All I'm saying is <laughs> I think Patrick has kind of a set your lineup and forget it moment right now. There's not many decisions he has to make versus there's some guys here that I may have to think about, uh, you know, getting in there to get a competitive edge against Patrick, because I think as it well, looks on paper right now, Patrick has the edge. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I, I see your team very differently, but yeah, I'm, I'm not 46 and 18. I'm 27 and 38. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit, bit of a different, uh, but you might want to get a new uh, a co-host here because I don't feel like I have any street cred when you tell everybody my, my, my fancy average is way below 500. I'm like the new Tom of co-hosting. Ah, you know, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. I <laughs> guess the here. big news that came out of the NFL while we were doing this is that DeAndre Hopkins is out now. I just saw that. It's funny that you say that. I literally just saw that on race team when I was looking to see, you know, who would he, what would he do if he, you know, running back wise or replacement wise. And I thought DeAndre Hopkins, but then I saw the out. So that that's interesting. What a that's what a just, disappointment for DeAndre Hopkins this yeah, year. Yeah. Mean, He's like Will Fuller, but on a different team. Oh, wait, they're both on different teams now. So, <laughs> uh, man, poor, poor DeAndre Hopkins owners everywhere. It's, it's, that's a hard one, um, yeah. especially going into the playoffs. But yeah, done for the season, it sounds like, unfortunately. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then as for the uh, – we'll have to hear from uh, our, our number one and number two seeds as to what the side bet is for yeah. the golf team. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the first – year that stav and or i am not in the, the top two with the buy seed so um what's kind of fun about this year is it will be it will not be a repeat champion stav is not in so no one has to worry about stav kicking their butts in the playoffs this year <laughs> <clears throat> me um and uh we all kind of all have an equal shot to get in there and and win one with two new teams sitting at the top at one and two so um, we'll have to see what they come up with for their, their side prop bet. Um, yeah, or, be fun. as a reminder, the prop bet is you have to, you have to field an active roster. So everyone has to be playing. You can't put in people who are not playing, um, or not active. Uh, so they can be like third string running backs on your team who are not playing. They have to be active for the game though. So if they were an inactive for the game and you put them in, that doesn't count. You'd have to put somebody else in, um, and you're trying to field the team that scores the lowest possible points. It's golf rules um, based on a full roster. Um, yeah, so it's fun. It's fun. So we'll see what happens. we're not talking about the consolation ladder today. <laughs> you guys can play for whatever the hell you want, but ultimately the draft orders picked. Uh, you can, you guys would like to come up with something together about who could win the whole thing. I'm, I'm open to okay, it. Fine, put it in the, fine. put it in the chat. Maybe, maybe between the two of us, these two constellation lives between uh, Stav, Tom, me, um, your brother, and then the top two, we can all go for golf scores. <laughs> like we actually have a whole golf round, a whole golf tournament. Honestly, the scores here are pretty close with the exception of Stav is projected to kick Tom's butt and you and Kevin are projected to be within a point of each other. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we will see what happens. All right. Well, I think 
it's I, I can't believe we're already to to the finals or into the playoffs and uh it's exciting because I enjoy the playoffs. It's it's a lot of work to get here, isn't it? So I think I hope everyone's kind of reflects on this journey a little bit because it is definitely week after week of concentrating, listening to this absolute nonsense garbage <laughs> and trying to figure things out that we are here. So um, it's always fun to watch. To be honest, not being in the playoffs, it does make it a lot more fun to watch. It really does. You, you get this sort of like, yeah, yeah, no, no pressure, no stress. Yeah, we'll see how it all turns out. Um, as a reminder, the the trade window opens up again on the day after the regular se- or the the day after the playoffs finish. So yeah, um, yeah. So if you're thinking about making some new positioning for the draft, or you want to trade some draft picks, or you want to get some of Jeff's 432 draft picks, <laughs> um, there are opportunities. As soon as you could talk trades now, they just can't execute until after. Uh, until after the, re- the the playoffs are done. So that's yeah. actually going to be in week 18 of the regular season. So it'll be before they go to the playoffs, before we go to the offseason NFL, where the, the trade window will actually open yeah. back up again. Um, cool. So we will, and we'll try to do a wrap-up uh, session this year where we actually get into like maybe some of the post World yeah, of, of what happens. So. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Well, yeah, Jeff, thank you everyone. Off, we know how broken it is when I do it. And now we're excited to uh, see what happens this week and watch some playoff football. Good luck to our top two in the lowest scores and then to the to the four teams that are playing each other. Uh, it should be great. So, all right. We'll see you all next week. All right. So that's it. Oh, wait. And Mark. <laughs> Markaroo. Mark, Mark, Markety Mark. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. And the Funky Bunch. And we are back to another episode of Airing It Out, Season 3, Week 15 of the NFL. And there goes the regular season. Dave, bringing in my co host, Dr. David Drew. We are off at the playoffs of Season 3. Oh no, that's season three. No, we got to start over. <laughs> that's the season three of the thing and not of the thing. And all right, three, two, one.